welcome to episode two, season five of um, Fleet Die Hard podcast, an independent view from an independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch at my favourite club and hopefully your favourite club, <coughs> Ebbs Fleet United. I'm going to do this one slightly different, okay? So um, just a little trial here. Because we've got two matches close together, so um, we've played since my last podcast, episode one, um, where we won 1-0 against Rochdale. We've now played um, a home game against Solihull Moors. And tonight, in about... It's now five o'clock, so in about... Uh, Three hours time, two and two and a three quarter hours time. We'll be playing Aldershot, both home games. Um, so what I do, what I thought I'd do, is because they're fairly close together, the games, rather than do a podcast after each game, um, I'm going to do a review now of the Solihull Moors game. Just a short little review, just to give you my opinion. And then after the match tonight, I'll probably wait until tomorrow morning or tomorrow daytime because I've got a day off work. Um, I shall probably do the review on Aldershot, the Aldershot game, and then I'll give you an overview and anything else that I've thought of that I want to talk about, how we're playing, what I think after three games our prospects are, um, and any other little things that have cropped up and come to my attention over the past uh, past few days since the season begun. So there you go. So that's what I'm going to do. So let's start off then with um, a look at Saturday's game against Solihull Moors. <sighs> Don't really know what to say. Um, after getting the three points on the previous Saturday, against Rochdale. I'm thinking we're playing at home, Solihull Moors, you know, fairly evenly matched pair of teams, I'd have thought. Uh, it wasn't the best performance, I've got to say. Our first half, you probably know the score by now. Um, our first half, we were just... Uh, Dreadful, um, I thought. Uh, the whole match, we weren't great. I think we only had two or three shots on target the whole match. Uh, we did hit the bar. We did hit the post. But there was something for me not right about the way we played. Uh, Solly played. And everything was channeled through Solly. It must have been a uh you know it had to it had to have been a, a decision of 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 Dennis because everything went through Solly everything went either through Solly and then he fed it down the left so we had Sterling on the right and in the first half Sterling really had no none of the ball uh he was he was you know, he's not my favourite player. He's not our worst player. He was, um, but he was putting himself into position. He was crying out for the ball. At no point did it, you know, did it, did it come to him. Uh, I, I was quite disappointed that we didn't spread about a bit more. 
we didn't um you know spread the play and we soon became quite predictable what we were going to do once again um as as we did in patches against Rochdale I thought we gave the ball, ball away far too easy sloppy passing something I think Dennis needs to work on quickly sort of rather than later is accurate passing creating the space and playing into the space to to the man and not you know not panic panic balls which is what it looked like which went straight to the feet of the opposition um second half I thought we were much better I thought we played uh so we bought in the second half um we bought in um we bought on McQueen and he and Billy Clifford and I thought the pair of them had had a good impact on the game I thought um the dynamic of the game changed we were much better when they came on uh However, it it wasn't enough. One of the things I'm going to have to say as well is that the you know you will you will know you will have seen the um, the forum and everything else. And if you were at the match, what everybody said, the officiating, whichever way you look at it, bear in mind we got a fourth official now in this league as well, was horrendous. Uh, yeah, he picked up a yellow card within two minutes, as Dennis has actually touched on in his post-match interview. We picked up a yellow card within two minutes of the game starting. Um, you'd like to think that there's not an agenda, and it's early in the season yet to say that there is, but it certainly seemed, watching the game on Saturday, that the referee was giving everything to Solihull Moors, and nothing to us. So we were playing, you know, not against 11 men, really not against 12. If, if you take the the three other officials, we were playing against 14, you know, or 15 men even. We could have, we... <sighs> I was at the wrong end, so there was a penalty shout. I don't know if you've seen it on the video. There was a penalty shout. It wasn't given. I've been told in good faith from uh, friends of mine that were down at the Swanscombe end, that it was a penalty. We should have had a penalty. It wasn't given. Okay. It happens. Their second goal, so they beat us 2-1, their second goal was a foul on, um, was it Cundall? Went down. And it was play on. Played to the advantage of Solihull Moors and stumbled it into the into the back of the net. You know, casually strolled it into the back of the net. All these small little details are going to make a huge difference towards the end of the season. If you don't get the rub of the green, if you don't get the the run of the uh, the decisions you know, from from the officials. And, you know, they don't, we know they don't get it right every time. But they should get it right most of the time, shouldn't they? And I've said this before. What do they see different that 1,300 fans see 
in a stadium. You see it even at Premier League, don't you? You know, 70,000 fans see it totally different to a referee. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, how it's probably not going to change. So what do we do? We suck it up. We live with it. And, and we deal with it. And we go out every game expecting nothing. That's all we can do, isn't it? Expect nothing. And if you get something, it will be a bonus. But I think you got to, Dennis has got to say to the lads, don't go looking for, um, don't go looking for anything from the official officials. You could make your own luck. Let's see whether we can do that. Um, I thought once again, and you know, it's I'm waffling on about stuff that I always waffle on about. We just seem to be struggling to get it into the box. It has to be said, Solihull Moors defended very deep and they packed the box as soon as we got down there. But even so, there were opportunities to have a shot. There was a gap, then we could have had a shot and we didn't. And we took that extra second and then looked for the pass and either played it back. We didn't get the shot off. We played it sideways. There was too much backwards play for me. And I think that... um, we allowed Solihull to to press us and to bully us. Um, and I just think we need to be stronger as a squad, you know, as a, as a team, we need to be stronger. Uh, I thought Cundall played well. I thought O'Neill played, had another good game. Clifford and McQueen, as I say, played well. They definitely changed the game when they came on. Um, we scored one. Cundall got our goal. And uh, as I say, I think it was him who was fouled for Solihull Moors uh, officiating. Um, you know, but as I said, we, we've got to take our chances. We've got to score in open play. Don't go looking for set pieces, looking for decisions from the referee because we're clearly not going to get them. Um, I think the first 20 minutes, we seemed okay. But after Solihull Moors worked us out, we didn't really seem to have an idea what to do with the ball in the first half with the, with the, with the players. I don't know, they seemed confused where to go and what to do with it once they got in possession. And as I said just a minute ago, ultimately they started playing sideways or backwards rather than rather than make a, a committed run or a committed incisive pass forward. I'm hoping this is going to turn around if we start getting a couple of results and start realising that we are as good as the other teams in this league, or the most of the other teams in this league, and we have got as good of players as most of the teams in this league, we'll start getting a bit more confident and we'll start playing how we know we can play. We can play the ball. We can run with the ball. We can pass the ball. We can play it to, to feet. So let's let's start doing that. Um Let's see what this heart, the tonight brings, all right? Um, I'm hoping that that was just a bad day at the office on Saturday. Tonight's under the floodlights, or we'll be parts of it, we'll be under the floodlights. Wasn't very happy with the crowd either on Saturday, by the way, only 1,300 and something, which I thought would be more after picking up an away win on the TV whether it's got something to do with this National League streaming thing that you can do now, 
I don't know. I hope it's not going to affect us too much. I hope if we can put a string of uh, results together, then maybe we'll start seeing the numbers pick up. I'm not expecting an awful lot tonight. If there was only 1,300 there on Saturday and we lost, weekday, school day, as they say, not for kids, obviously, I'm guessing there'll be, I don't know, 1,100, between 1,000 and 1,100. I'm probably going to be wrong, normally am. Uh, but that's it. So that's all I'm going to talk about for the uh, for now. I'm going to um, close off now. Not clothes off, by the way. Close off. I'm going to close off now. Um, and I'm going to be back. The next time you hear me, I'll be talking about a fantastic win against Aldershot on the three points and how things now actually don't look so bad. Or I'm going to be saying, mm-mm. I think we might be having a problem this season. And this is what I think the problem might be. So toodaloop, I shall see you soon. And I shall see you down at the ground. Up the fleet. Hello and uh, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back indeed. It's the, um, it's the, it's the morning after the night before, as they say. So it's the morning after the... Uh, the home match against um, Aldershot, as promised. Um, and I'm doing this second half of this podcast to talk about the result. Now, as I said in the previous half, <coughs> excuse me, the first half, it's either going to be doom or it's going to be gloom. And I'm very pleased to say that um, it is gl- it is. D- Sorry, it's not doom or gloom, what should I say? Doom or boom? Um, I'm very pleased to say that it is boom because um, we came away last night with a 2-0 win. Goals by Franklin Dommy and uh, Dominic Polion uh, got on the score sheet. Uh, one in the, Franklin Dommy was in the 20s, <coughs> excuse me, the 27th minute, I believe it was. And uh, or 21st minute it may have been. And Dominic Polion scored in the 67th minute to seal the deal, making it 2-0. Um, but the most pleasing thing for me about it was overall the performance was much, much better than the, than the one against Solihull Moors. We held the ball better. We, uh, we passed the ball confidently across the pitch. We we used both sides. Um, we carved our openings. To be fair, Aldershot didn't really offer a lot coming forward. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of a season they're going to have, actually, because they scored five, I believe, in their first uh, game and conceded five in their second game, conceded another two. Uh, last night. So, <clears throat> yeah, so really, really good. So we've walked away last night with a 2-0 win. Uh, a very pleasing performance, as I say. Good crowd as well. Um, I think it was 1,500 and something. Uh, Aldershot bought a fair few, I have to say. Um, and that gives us six points out of a possible nine for the first three games. Now, if you'd have offered me that... Uh, 
at the beginning of the season, I'd have took your took your arm for it because uh, you know that's a good return. I wouldn't have expected it to be the way it was. I would have expected possibly to have the um, the three points that we lost. I would have expected them to have been away, and the six points that we gained, I would have expected to be over our two home matches. But either way, six points from nine games puts us, I believe, in sixth place at the moment with three games played. Um, so far, so good. Uh, I have nothing but um, good things to say about last night. If I if I want to be negative at all, watching the game. There were occasions when we were still uh, not getting the shot off and looking for that extra pass, looking for the clear opening as opposed to having a crack. Coincidentally, our first goal from Domi came from uh, a shot out of nowhere, really. Uh, it was it was from some distance out, rifled it through into the roof of the net. Uh, so... I actually turned around to my son at the time and said to him, uh, see what happens when you actually have a shot. Because up until that point, I'd been a little bit frustrated because we weren't getting the shot off. We were making, you know, doing the uh, doing the work, creating the openings, the channels, even getting it into the, into the area. And then once we got it into the area again, rather than sort of turn and shoot or... You know, have a crack. It was the the moment was gone, and then it was passed passed out. Uh, we had to sort of start the work again. So that would that would have been my only frustrating moment, or my frustrating uh, view of last night. Uh, Dominic Polion's goal. He broke through, one on one with the keeper. Should have quite easily slotted it home. Uh, he did, if I'm honest, gave me a heart-in-the-mouth moment because he seemed to stumble with the ball under his feet. Um, his first touch was his touch was great. Um, but then once he found his feet, and he, you know, luckily he still had the time, once he found his feet, it was a, it was a no-brainer and it was uh, slotted firmly into the back of the net. To, to give us the three the three points. And I think we all looked at each other, all the fans, all the supporters in the terraces, certainly in my little area. We all sort of gave a collective uh, sigh of relief that we'd got that that cushion, if you like, um with twenty odd twenty odd minutes to go. Uh and and we did and we held on and we got the three points. Uh this uh, this whole business with the timekeeping, I can see, is going to be an issue at some point in the season, not just for us, but for everybody, I think. Um, I think we had nine minutes last night at the end of the second half, which came at the end of a second half where... I think the game flowed quite freely. There didn't seem to be any unnecessary hold-ups or time-wastings or anything like that. I would have thought maybe three or four minutes as a maximum would have been uh, perfect to add on at the end of the the half. 
But so where he got the nine minutes from, this is what's going to be the problem. That there's there's going to be these ridiculous amounts of times added on, and I'm not against it if they're genuine for time that's been wasted for kicking the ball away, taking your time for throw-ins, time wasted if you're the goalkeeper on, you know, kick-outs, that kind of stuff. I have no issue with it. But when you end up with nine minutes and you're all looking at each other going, where did that come from? Because I haven't seen, okay, take the goals, substitutions, maybe 30 seconds for each of those. So, yeah, I would have said four four minutes, maybe five at a push if you wanted to add on. There, there probably would have been, you know, the odd 10, 15 seconds here and there for uh, for a little bit of time wasted. But no way, nine minutes. No way. So I think the referees need to be accountable when they're given these, um, these ridiculous decisions. But there we go. So three points. Three points, sixth place, six points out of nine, sitting comfortably. Um, we go again on Saturday away to Gateshead. I'm not going to be there, I'm working, unfortunately. Or fortunately, if you uh, look at it in terms of the length of the journey. It's funny, actually, because... It's the one one of the uh, uh, northern away grounds that we've been to regularly that I have never been to. I think that I think I think maybe twice, two or three times we've played them over you know the last years and um it's always turned out on a on a day that I couldn't make it for, through work or through uh, other commitments and it's turned out the same way again. Um I'm not overly disappointed because I know it's a bit of a crappy ground. For those of you that are going, and those of you that, those of you that have never been like me, um, be warned. It's um, it's on the athletics. It's in the athletic stadium. So uh, it's the pitch is surrounded by a running track, and you are some distance from the pitch, I believe, and the view is not great. So just be prepared for that. If you're going, um, I'm not trying to discourage you from going because I would try. I w- if I wasn't working, I would definitely be going. Uh, just just for the fact that it's a ground I've not been to, and because I love the away day experience, as I've as I've spoken about before. So yes, so away to Gateshead. Hopefully, we can get another three points and uh, look even stronger. But so far, so good. So let's move on just a little bit. This is something I just wanted to touch on. It's become a bit of a debate on Twitter with me and a few other people. And a couple of people that I was talking to down at the ground last night have also commented on the same thing. There's been price increases down at the ground um, in terms of food and drink, so food and beverages. Now, I normally, I love a pasty, right? And I normally will grab a pasty at some point during the game from the little hut to the at the end of the uh the old wooden stand there um, I get a pasty if I can because my two my two beefs about this are one 
they quite often run out very, very early of pasties. Tells me their pasties are very popular. Um, I've I've got there sometimes even before kickoff. Just before kickoff, got any pasties? No, sold out. Well, I would suggest you need to buy some more. You need to uh, order or prepare more pasties. Um, because they're obviously very, very popular. I think they're a pucker pasty, which you can't buy in the shops. You can buy a pucker pie, but pucker pasties are very, very rare. And I believe they buy one which is like a wholesale one, which is slightly smaller than the ones you would buy for retail. Um, and a lot of the, the caterers, like the Brakes Brothers and people like that, supply them in packs of 12, frozen, and then you can take them out of the freezer, put them in. They're pre-cooked. You take them out of the freezer, put them into a heater, heat them up, and you can sell them then for, uh, for, for retail. And I'm pretty certain they are the ones that uh, we are selling down at the club. Fabulous. They taste nice. They're a good pasty. Last season, they were £3.50 per pasty, which I thought was... Just acceptable, a little bit expensive, but I'll pay the three fifty. Pre-season friendlies, they were three fifty. Turned up at the game on Saturday against uh, um, Solihull Moors. Went to my usual little booth. I did notice that all the pricing down, they got like a, a board on the side of the of the the hut that all been sticker taped over. I thought, hmm, okay. Looks like a price increase. Or a rebrand, who knows. So, yep, had loads of pasties. Can I have a pasty, please? I've got my £3.50 out to give her. She went, oh, no, I'm really sorry. They've gone up. It's £4. £4! For a pasty! I know times are hard. I know... Prices are increasing for everybody, right? I get it. That's a 14.25% increase on the retail price from 350 to £4 on a pasty, which isn't very big. I was talking to someone last night who had actually bought two because they were very hungry. And he said, eight quid for two pasties, that is ridiculous. I can go and get a full English fry-up in the calf up the road with toast and a cup of tea for less than that. And you're charging me eight quid for two pasties. Now, here's the thing, right? If they are pucker pasties, which I believe they are, Brakes Brothers, one of the uh, country's largest and most successful um, caterers to the industry, wholesale caterers. They sell them. A £1.55, uh, packs of 12, and they work out at £1.55 each. So that is a markup of 158%. Now that is extortionate whichever way 
you look at it. I know you've got other costs to factor in. Overheads, electricity, heating, staff, etc., etc. I get that. It doesn't justify four pound of pasty. Here's the thing. I did a little research because I was a bit pissed off with it. A to Z Catering sell them at £1.41 each for 12 And there's a company called Kebab King Catering, again, to the industry. They work out at £1.13 each for 12 £1.13 and you're selling them for £4. If you want to save some money, maybe change your supplier and go for someone cheaper. Because if you're perhaps buying from Brakes at one fifty five, you could be buying from Quebec King for one one thirteen and saving yourself uh, forty million, whatever, forty two pence. Per pasty. There's your markup. Don't put it on the customer. Do some legwork and create your own savings. You even have the ability to barter, you know, depending on the quantity you're buying. You have the ability to go back to breaks if that's who you're buying from and say, look, we can get these from Kebab King for £1.13. What deal are you prepared to do for us? Don't put it on. On the supporter who puts his hand in his pocket every week to come for the turnstiles with his kids and his family and his friends. Do you know what I mean? Now, not everyone will agree that it's expensive. There's somebody on on Twitter who say to me, well, we think they're quite reasonable prices. We're quite happy to pay those. Well, you must be earning too much, my friends. Because I'm, I love a pasty, but not at £4. So I probably won't be buying any more pasties from you guys unless you put the prices back down. I'll, I'll pay three fifty, Even that's extortionate, but I'll pay that because that's what I was prepared to pay. But I won't pay £4 when you could make the saving by doing a little bit of work elsewhere. Now, I know as well that prices throughout the ground in other things have, have gone up in soft drinks, alcohol, it's across the board. I've just picked the passive because that's the one thing I have. Um, I don't buy a very much alcohol from the club. I tend to go into the trust bar. Much, much cheaper. If you're a member of the Fleet Trust, um, nice little bar round the back of the old wooden stand. It's quite small, quite compact, but um, good fun and cheap. I'll say no more. I mustn't take money away from the club. But uh, use your noddle, people. If you want a cheap beer, it is available. If you want cheap food, it's not available. That's it. Rant over. Onwards and upwards. Um, I'm not going to make the next, I don't don't think, couple of games. So, so... I probably won't be podcasting unless something major happens with regards to the club that I feel needs discussion. I might do, who knows. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Do me a favour, tell your friends about it, 
rate it for me, whatever it is you do, whatever platform you listen to it on, give it a thumbs up, give it a, a, a subscribe to it, a follow, make a comment, give me a question, comment on Facebook, comment on Twitter, send me a private message, I don't mind, anything you want to discuss, anything you want to bring up, if you want to come on the show, by the way, yeah, give me a shout, we'll arrange something, it'll always be good to have a have a discussion with like-minded uh, support, absolute supporters. There we go, folks. Onwards and upwards, up the fleet.